0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, how's it going? What's your name? Did you have good fun the weekend? Oh yeah, how's it going guys? Welcome to this bit of chat. I hope you're doing well. Today we're going to go down the geography angle and I'm going to be talking a small bit about Galia Galway, land of the tribes, home of Go City, Heatherheim, Portamland, Barna, Spiddle, e, Remore, Salt Hill, Plentymore, more, the swamp, don't forget about that place, Spanish Arch, Shop Street, Dominic Street, great places to dance, people from all around the world coming together, baroners, Locals, exotic people, mixing, people cycling bikes, people walking, people driving cars, water, book fast, chicken, chips, Thai food, Spanish arch cans. Do you know what I'm talking about, boys? I'm talking about fucking Gallif, anyway. And anytime I go back to the note, Gallif, it's like stepping back into the past. And because uh, I lived in Galway for five years, right? Five years now, long time anywhere at all. But that kind of shows you the level of love that I had for the place, like So I did spend five years here, and I loved it. And the problem was, I loved it too much. We, you know the crack, you know the crack, and you know the crack. I would be going out two, two times a week, having fun, dancing, just having the crack, Didn't care. And I'd be getting up for work the next day then, I'd be working in Lifestyle Sports, or I was working in Vivo, or I was working in Smith's Toy Stores, or I was working in the other Lifestyle Sports, or I was working in Halo, or I was working in CPs, or I was working as a builder. Yes folks, you're probably wondering, did that lad ever even have a safe pass? No, I didn't bother with one. In them days he didn't really need one, but of course, they're very important to have. So I was in Galway anyways, and I must say, it was a great time. Oh, and another thing I did. Did you ever go to Galway and do the Lally Tours? Basically, it's named after Mick Lally, the fucking actor in Row. God rest his soul, he's gone now, but amazing actor. Great on stage, apparently. And he has these Lally Tours. I think that's what they're called after anyway. But they do a lap of Galway. And myself and the other man, Andres de stacks, we... um we did a tour of Galway and we both had microphones and there was people on the bottom deck and there was people on the top deck of the bus. On the top part of the deck, the roof was open. So there was a few day, a few, a few, minutes where it was like raining on top of the people. So that was a bit annoying for them. But apart from that, it was great fun. There was one point, I made a big mistake. I made a really big mistake. Right before I got on the bus, I drank a can of Monster big mistake because then when I was on the bus myself and Andreas were doing a bit of dancing he was playing the the violin brilliant the fiddle playing the fiddle and then he was I was out dancing in Salt Tittle. and I danced a bit too much so that when I got back on the bus my heart was beating so fast and I was like oh Jesus and the bus driver Cyril big shout out to Cyril he was driving the bus and uh, he was he, was, he wasn't he was lifting it, but he knew his way around Salt Hill. So he was fairly cruising. So the bus was flying around corners and I was kind of looking over at Andres de Stacks and he he's like a wild man from the West. And I, if you get a chance to ever check out his stuff on YouTube, Andres de Stacks, very good. But I was looking at him sometimes going, Jesus, this monster's kicked in. And he was like, what's that? And he was on the tea as well and he was drinking um, hot chocolates. But anyways... The Lally Tour was great fun. There was about, I'd say, 40, 50 people on the bus. Everyone sitting down. And you had to entertain them for that for two hours, you know. And there was a moment right before everyone got on the bus where I was in the top deck. And the the, the can of monster had really kicked in at this point. This is before the bus took off. I was kind of like, "Ooh, I'm kind of feeling a bit jittery. I didn't realize that that was the beginning of the onslaught of the panicked hyper panicked feeling that I got later on but anyways thankfully I kind of rode that wave for about 10 minutes I was on the bus kind of I had to look out the window and like we had to talk about what was around us like those, was you know maybe a monument or there might be the cathedral or there might be a swimming pool or there might be the diving board but we were meant to be commenting on everything which we were doing like but there was about 10 minutes in the middle where I just looked out the window and I didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I need to really come down from this kind of monster. And uh, 10 minutes later, then I was kind of fine again, you know, but then I didn't move too much. But then Andreas went upstairs, he started playing the the fiddle and I started dancing again downstairs. And now the fiddle is a lovely instrument to play, but I can't dance, you see. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to really move here. That was my one option, to keep moving. If I'm going to dance, I'm going to have to do it quickly. Like an Irish step dancer, you know, Michael Flatley style. So I just started throwing myself around the place going <laughs> and then just stacks upstairs playing the fiddle and everyone's like <laughs> this lally bus is flying around turns. Cyril is flying us. Everyone's like <laughs> everyone outside can hear us having a great time on the bus. And then the dance is finished. And the monster energy is back. And my heart's beating again. I'm like, oh no. So I just stood up the front of the bus beside Cyril because he reminded me of my own father. And I looked out the window and I said, talk to me about the journey, Cyril. And Cyril said, would you fucking stand back? I'm trying to drive the bus. No, he didn't say that. That's not fair. Cyril didn't say that. And he was a lovely guy. But by the time the bus finished, Everyone got off, everyone was so nice on the bus, I must say. And everyone that was running the bus tours were so nice as well. And it was a great time and then got off that bus, went down for a cup of tea then with Andres and uh, great time. I, I had a cup of chamomile, but I was uh, just about coming down then from the, the energy drink and I was having, having the chamomile tea. And I was like, Ah, oh, OK, that's sound. OK, yeah, 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 that's fine. Slowly coming down, slowly coming down. I was like, okay, this feels good. And by the way, keep in mind, this was the first night of, sorry, no, the second night of all the nightclubs opening up. So there was an energy around town and Galway City. Oh, if you want to talk about energy. I never felt energy like it. This weekend, there was people crowded in Spanish Arch. Thousands of people standing around. Thousands. Shop Street, you could barely make your way up Shop Street. People were just chugging, chugging. People were out having dinner, people were dancing. Oh, nightclubs were open. But wait, what's happened to all the nightclubs in Galway? Where are they all gone? There's only one open now. When I lived there years ago, you had Cuba nightclub. You had GPO. You had the alley. You had Boo Radley's. You had Shop Street. Upstairs oh no, sorry, it was called what was it called The Keys. The Keys upstairs. There you go. If you wanted to meet an American and you wanted to go jiving, and you had dreams of moving to Massachusetts or somewhere like that, you'd go in upstairs in the keys, and you might meet yourself an O Yankee. But that was another place. Then where else the Monroe's Richardson's oh Galway. It's just riddled with love the skeff. The King's Head um, Cheek Coley's Oh, and lovely food there now as well. Jim's down the bottom of the town there, right beside the, uh, what's it called, Thai Garden. That's in the Spanish Arch area, which is where all the students were last night and all the the college goers and all the university people, all around the Spanish Arch. And everyone was, I'd not say everyone, but I would say probably 15, 20% of the people that were there were drinking bookfast. But they were drinking it, not from the big bottle, but from the owl smaller bottle. And everyone was having a good time. And then there was loads of people, just tourists, looking around the place, looking into the, you know, that uh, shop down the bottom there. It's just like the Claddagh shop. And they were just looking around. And everyone seemed to be having a great time. Everyone in the taxis were busy. You know, people were getting on with stuff. And it was nice. It was nice. But coming from Mayo, you see, I'd been coming from nearly hibernation to the point where I was only seeing maybe a few people every week you know maybe four or five no not every week but like per day you might only see six or seven people and now you're in go and you're like woohoo Jesus place is fucking wedged absolutely wedged and the weather wasn't so bad every day there was a one day where it was quite sunny it was cold but it was sunny if you had the right jacket on you could walk out to Salt Hill no bother go out there kick that wall if you wanted some people were winning for a swim which I thought was a bit much. Because when they got out of the water. You could see their nipples. And I didn't know what his name was. But uh, he had fine nipples. You could hang a jacket on them. Let's just put it like that. Ah no. I'm only having the crack. And it was an awful shame as well to see. I think it's called the Merchant Bar. In Salt Hill, All knocked down. Gone. So basically. If you were. Well when I was living in Galway anyways. Most people would go to the city centre. But then you might get the odd fella that might say to you, will we go to Salt Hill for a couple of scoops? And you'd be thinking, you know what, I will. I will go out there. And you go out there and you'd head out then to O'Connor's pub, which is one of the nicest pubs you'll ever walk into. And it's kind of set in the 70s or something like that, but it's beautiful. Or you could go over to Caesar's Palace if you wanted to go on the Black Jack, up to yourself. Or you could go down to the church there in the middle of the town as well if you wanted to go in there and do a couple of prayers or you can go down to those, basically, down there. There's arcade machines and there's a fun house. Now I forget the name of it, but it's got all those games you can play in the punching game, and it's got this um, what you call it? You know the virtual hockey games you'd be you'd be seeing, and Time Crisis. You can play that basketball rings. It's lovely, lovely time, lovely bit of fun, and that's what Salt Hill is all about—a nice bit of fun. They have a place out there called Oslo, lovely food as well. But the arcade machines, these are the origin of the tipping point machines. You know that tipping point TV show where your man is like, "Ooh, what what not you going to go for? One, two, three, or four? And they're like, I go for four, Ben. And Ben drops the coin and hopefully, hopefully they win and they push the star over the edge or the question mark, which could end up in a beautiful prize. That's pretty much what was going on in Galway. But these are machine forms. So what you do is you go in there with like, we'll say 10, 20 quid. And he'd give you coins, like twenty cents or whatever you want, ten cents, doesn't matter, whatever game you wanted to play. And you'd drop them into the machine, and inevitably you'd lose. So but it was always so close to the edge, to the point where you'd be like, I wonder is that glue done? Because no one's checking here. But anyways, it was a bit of fun. So anyways, this is basically me going on about Galway and like me being up there for the last few days, but It was great to be there, but I was slightly overwhelmed when I got there. I was kind of driving, you know, and I know it's not like as big as Dublin or if you're from New York, we'll say, or if you're from Chicago or London, you're you're well used to driving around these streets. But see, sometimes I'm like, you know, trying to do, think of 10 things at the same time. So when I'm driving in a city, I'm like, oh, can I go that way? Can I go that way? And as well as that, go some of the roads have changed around now, it seems. So back in my day, you could nearly drive down any street, but now it's a much more one-way system. They've cleaned it up, I think, maybe, down the line, you never know. They might even pedestrianise that middle bit there between Yachtons and, uh, what you call it, Busker Browns, Supermax. That'd be lovely if they just just, uh, cobbled all that stuff there. Walk away then, wouldn't have to worry about any cars at all, but... That kind of got in the way of me trying to get into the town there, you see. So when I got in then, I was a bit stressed. And then I pulled into the car park. Parked up anyways. And uh, it was a lovely time. Had a lovely view of Galway looking over the La Cattalia. And it's funny because years and years ago now, and you, this is a good one now, years and years ago I used to walk from the city centre of Galway across this bridge. It was like a train bridge. And you'd walk and you'd hop... A ditch at the end of it. And you come out then at Renmore Down by Lakeshore Drive. And I lived right there. Years and years ago. Right beside the guard of the barracks. And uh, I could see that train track. And like I tell you. And it was, it was reminiscent. And you know. A funny thing now that I think about it actually. I used to live in uh, Galway with. Uh, lots of different friends from home. But one of them. The Boo. As you know very well. He's. Uh, we lived. We spent many. Many funny wholesome days in Galway, the two of us, just trying to get to know the world, trying to figure out what was going on, but one day we went up to get the bus home to Swinford, up around that same area, Lock Italia, the bridge, the bus station, you know, but we were up around the old bus station where you might see a couple of creeps hanging out, but anyways, myself and the boo, we went up, we bought our ticket for the bus, turns out we were half an hour early, so we said, you know what, we'll go for a walk, so we went for a little walk around the back of the bus station. And there's like an embankment of grass that overlooks Locatelli, but it's kind of hidden behind a wall. So we said, "Oh, that looks lovely. That looks like a very nice place to hang out." We looked over the wall. There was a fella with no pants on, on a blanket, just wanking. And I was like, "For fuck's sake!" And Seven Tom, we just couldn't believe our eyes. We're like, "Fuck! Now that's crazy. You don't see that every day." So we just walked off. And you know, in one way, of course, it's very weird that he's doing that. Just in the middle of the field, like kind of lying sideways pants on the ankles, it was like a picnic without the food um, but if he wants to do that then, I mean, he had, there was a wall as well you couldn't really see over the wall we were sort of being a small bit nosy now I've, I'm not saying it's, it was no one's house by the way there were no houses there, there was just a lad in the middle of an embankment of grass surrounded by four walls line side was, no pants on, you do the math and then we went back and we got our bus, but that's the kind of things you'd see in Galway there's so many characters in the city. That's maybe what makes up the beautiful essence of Galya. Galya, I should say. Land of the tribes. And uh, there was another fellow there who I saw today as well. And um, he used to sit outside. What's that place called, again now? There's a place there on Shop Street. And it's called uh, Bunch of Grapes. And he used to sit outside there with the radio. And he'd be like going, ah, oh, you fa you're, far, you're far. And He'd be listening to old football games going, ah, oh, you fa far. Ooh. And he'd be drinking book fast. And I think sometimes tourists be thinking, like, it's a bit of a play, so they give him money. And I was like, this guy, this is, is this who? I didn't know who he was, basically, right? I didn't know what was going on, because I worked across the road at the time in an internet cafe, which were big deals back in the day. People would come in, type and weigh letters to their family and friends outside the country. But this fella used to be always across the road. But he used to be always going, yeah, you fucking, oh, fuck. And he'd be to the radio and there'd be some game on, but you wouldn't really know what game was on. He'd have the hat out sometimes, tourists throw a few quid into him. And I thought, geez, this guy's wild. But then a couple of weeks later, I remember meeting him in a shop. And I didn't, I didn't talk to him now and he didn't talk to me, but I could see him and he was kind of queuing up for something. And he was, went up to the counter anyways, and I think he was buying a bit of chocolate. And he goes, just the chocolate there, please. And I said, oh Jesus, okay, all right, oh yeah, I'm okay. So maybe it is an act. But I don't know if it was. i seen him today again and he was kind of still listening to the radio. So you don't know, but i tell you one thing. Galway, absolutely full of characters. If you ever get a chance, get it, go there. That was the first city I ever moved to. And I've got great memories of the place. The one thing though that... The one issue that I had with Galway when I lived there, right, was because it's such good fun, and because you've been doing a lot of socialising, you know, it's you're just trying to see what's going on. You're trying to have the crack, you're trying to have a bit of fun, and you're just trying to say, you know what, some new experiences here now for me, that's what I was thinking. I get out of Swinford, I figure out what's going on in the world, Galway, perfect, perfect spot. So, you know, you'd be knocking around there in Galway and you'd be, you could be going out maybe f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, you could be just going out for uh, doing a bit of salsa or you could be now going out just, you know, to a quiz or something like that. But you'd be out and about with the lads and you'd be having a great time of it. Or the gals would be out together, you know, gals night out, that kind of stuff. And you'd meet people on Shop Street that you hadn't seen in years coming out of McDonald's after getting a chicken and chips. These are the people you'd meet and go with. And you go down then to Munro's and you have yourself a pint of Guinness and there would be some fella playing the fiddle in the corner. And there would be a couple of yanks then talking away to you. Be like, oh my God, where are you from? Like, I'm from Mayo. Oh, no way, I've got family there in Belmare. Start talking to them. Things start heating up. Now where's things gone? Well, you walk up the street again. You go up by Dominic Street, the Latin Quarter. You do a bit of salsa dancing with the two Americans. And then you walk all the way up, you cross over, you go right down as far as the cathedral, you say a prayer, you go to the underground dungeon that's in that cathedral for some reason. Then you head down to the NUIG and you go, Look, look at this place. And then you go out to the GMIT and you go, Look, look at this place. And then you come back into the city and you go, Let's do it. You go down to, to uh, what's it called? Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Eh, uh, feckin' Chicolis. Get you not know, to holies, You say to the man, should you on the bow run, will you? Should you on a pint of Schmittix for me too? And you'd have a pint and you'd have the crack and you'd be talking away. And you'd meet another person that you knew. And life in Galway is like a song. It's always dancing. It's always moving. And it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And uh, it was great to be back there. But now I'm back. But it took me about, I would say, whew, about four hours to get home. Stopped off two times just to test the local food, get a bit of chocolate along the way and uh, just take it easy. You don't want to be always rushing from A to B. So sometimes I like to tell myself, you know what, just chill out, buddy. Yeah, yeah, just ch- pull in there. Yeah, that's the one. Pull in there on the left and you pull into some random road and then the neighbours come out looking at you going, oh, what's this, who's this lad now? And then they look at the edge of the car, it's Dublin red. You're like, oh, could be some lads from Dublin coming down. And then you pull in into a car park and then, People come into the car park and they're kind of looking, kind of, who's this, who's this fucking, who's this lad now in my town? But I pulled into Clare Goway today actually and there's a lovely cathedral there, or not cathedral, sorry, but a a, a friary. There on your left hand side, if you're coming in the back way, if you're going out the other way, you go on the right hand side. No, but if you're coming from Mayo to Goway, it'll be on your right. And uh, it's kind of like a burial place, but also a friary. And uh, I think it's called Saint, uh, what's it called? Saint James's, I think, or Saint Joseph's. But lovely, lovely place. And I was never there before in my life. And I said, you know, I'll go there today. And there was a little crow building a small little nest for himself up in one of the very old, I I believe, thirteenth century. But it could be completely wrong. It could be seventeenth now for all I know. But it was an old building, anyways, Massive big arches. But there was a lovely crow and a family of them and they were building a small nest inside the wall I thought lovely that's lovely and um, yeah love lovely journey home then came home drinking a cup of green tea here now and just wanted to get on here and just check in hope everyone's doing well hope you had a good weekend yourself I know it's not finished really you kind of have, have the bank holiday so maybe some of you guys are hopefully listening to this tomorrow, tomorrow if you're um, maybe I don't know maybe you're like lying in bed and you're kind of like oh no you get that kind of feeling like, ooh, some of you might just went out for food. This is a a big thing that's happening across this country now at the moment, I see, is that people are much more likely to go out for a meal and a couple of pints. Or you might go for a sandwich and three drinks, go home. Or you might have a dinner in the house with three or four friends, a couple of bottles of wine, have the crack, play whatever music you want and dance away. And they've all got their benefits, but this uh, Bank Holiday weekend it seems like plenty of people are out. It's great to see people seem to be enjoying themselves again, which is great coming up to Christmas. Oh, lads! And I seen today in one of the shops they have um, they have all the Christmas stuff out already. My mother is disgusted by it. She was can't believe it. Had not even Halloween and they've the Christmas stuff out. Do they ever stop? And she's got a point. They never do. They never do. But um, ah, it's nice to see Christmas stuff out though as well, you know. I really, to me, Halloween is kind of up there as one of my top uh, moments, or sorry, top, I would say, top days of the year. So Halloween would probably be, in my book, it'd be number five, I'd say. Christmas, I would say number one, Christmas Day. Because you get to watch whatever you want and you get to eat cake at two o'clock in the morning and you get to just, you know. Do whatever you want, there's no pressure, just relax, chill. That's what I love about Christmas Day. Just do whatever you want, you can just, all the standards are out the window. Don't even have to put on your pants. Halloween then is kind of scary, so that's why I like Halloween. Actually, you know what, I'm going to move Halloween up to number three. And then number two, I would say, would possibly be spring. The first day of spring. The reason why for me is because you're thinking to yourself, okay, now we're coming in. To the longer evenings now we're gonna have a nice bit of fun outside watch this every day gets brighter and brighter and brighter and before you know it you're out till 10 o'clock having the crack with the boys but christmas is around the corner so speaking of which i must get my presents ready but not before halloween and i think that this halloween i'm going to i'm gonna get dressed up i'm gonna do it guys i'm gonna put on something fancy I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something where you look at me and you go, oh my God, he's put in effort. He's put in a lot of effort. There you go. What could it be? Please, guys, any suggestions at all? I'll do it. I mean, I'm thinking, um thinking maybe a, a badger. Could be a crow. Could be like some old man. It could be, who could it be? I mean, I can't really think who it could be. I mean, Tom Cruise, if it's possible. I was on Etsy there today and I was looking at Tom Cruise masks, but they're about uh, €2,000, so, you know, pricey enough. But, um, no, I'd like to get dressed up as somebody, so if you've got any suggestions at all, please do let me know. I'd love to hear about it. And if you're getting dressed up yourself, please let me know what the plans are. What are you doing for Halloween? Will you be carving out a pumpkin for yourself? I'm thinking about doing that this year, just going full hog, really scare myself, putting the shits up myself, maybe Halloween day I might even watch The Blair Witch Project, which, whew, if you haven't seen that, you're in for a treat, when I watched that movie first, I, oh my god, I nearly, I nearly shot me pants, seriously, because at the time when that came out in the cinemas, it was believed that The Blair Witch was a real, was a real movie, so, People were watching it in the cinema going, oh, did that really happen? Or they were kind of like, is this just footage that, is this just footage that like, you know, someone's found in the forest and these people are just knocking on the forest. And now they're all dead. This is before the internet too. So no one could really check these things out. You have to wait to a Monday where you might go into the, the library and you might ask the woman behind the counter about the Blair Witch and then she'll tell you something about it or she might know something about it. But um, let me see, what year was it? Two thousand? No, it wasn't two thousand sixteen. Here's the explanation of the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project is a nineteen ninety-nine American supernatural horror film written, directed, and edited by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Fictional story of three student filmmakers who head to the woods end up doing themselves in. Because they get attacked by some sort of ghost. Um if you get a chance, watch it. It's brilliant. One of my favourite movies ever. But as I said, when it first came out in the cinemas, you're like, oh fuck. Is this real? And everyone was like, Yeah, it could be And everyone started freaking out. And the news got around then that actually no, it was completely fake. Although one interesting fact about that movie is this the the director and the producer and them lads, they were like trying to set the actors against each other. So what they'd do is they might hide stuff in each other's bags or it might maybe make the steal your man's last pair of socks, or maybe like, put water on your man's last pair of socks so that he'd be walking around in, like, wet socks. And he'd... They'd do it in a way where it'd be like the actors would be arguing against each other. So there was actually that tension and that crankiness there for real. And I think they camped in the woods for a few days, too. So they were kind of a bit riled up, so to speak. Almost a bit rancid. So if you get a chance, watch it. It's a great movie. And besides that, folks, thank you so much for your patience with the podcast. Really appreciate everything. Thanks for... Listening to the podcast, really do appreciate it. Thanks to all my patrons, your legends, love you to bits hey! and also to Golden Bake for your continued support. Your delicious jambons continue to rock my world. Also want to thank BCR Construction for supporting this podcast too. Check them out, guys, they're looking for chippies, plumbers, and pipe fitters at the moment. Thank you very much, guys. Take care yourselves. Have a great end to the week. Have a great Monday. Chat to you soon. Bye bye.